Hey everybody, it's Jeff Antoniak. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. Well, this week I want to talk about melodic playing and I want to give you two different approaches to it. And these may be two approaches that perhaps you haven't worked on and uh, one of them ends up really being quite advanced. Now, the point of departure, here's something I'd like you to think about. This idea that the best improvisers are those people who know the most melodies. What do you think about that statement? I remember when I heard that, I had to stop and think of a little bit about it because it didn't say the best improvisers are those people that know the most chord substitutions or the best improvisers are those that know all their scales in 12 keys in various inversions. It didn't say anything about that. The best improvisers are those who know the most melodies. As I thought about it more, it didn't say jazz melodies, the most melodies. So can you play happy birthday on your instrument? If I give you a starting note, can you play the national anthem of your country or a folk song from your culture or something like that? Melodies, any melodies. So if you think about it, think about a great masterful musician you know, whether you know them personally, you like listening to their albums, you've heard them at a jazz club. That person probably knows four or 500 melodies that they could play. They could spend hours playing you melodies they know. Think about a novice. Think about you, perhaps, or somebody that you play with in a big band or whatever, and say, hey, play me a melody. Do they know five melodies? Do they know ten? You get the idea, right? So this idea of knowing, internalizing, memorizing melodies is huge. So that's very interesting. And this is something that I personally wasn't very good at. This is something I had to learn the hard way over a lot of years. And so it's something I actively work on now. Look at this sheet here. And this is our first point of departure. I want you to learn a bunch of little melodies. I start some off here for you. Twinkle, twinkle, little star is number one. God Save the Queen, number two. Happy Birthday, the, the folk song, which is a Sonny Rollins composition as well, St. Thomas, it could be whatever. And I did consciously start them off in maybe a couple atypical keys or songs that, you know, keys that those songs aren't usually in to get you started. Can you play through those songs? Can you hear where the melody goes? Now, if you're not familiar with these songs, pick a song that you have heard for literally every year of your life. There's something, right? It could be holiday music or a Christmas carol or, you know, anything. A, a 50s rock song you grew up with. Can you find that melody? That is time so well spent. You're an improviser. Your job is to come up with melodies. And this isn't a saxophone video. I hope you know that. This goes for piano and guitar and drums. The drummers that have melodies in their head play music on the drum set. They don't play beats and grooves and mathematical, you know, uh, formulas and things like that. That's all cool stuff. You can use that, but melodies. So that is the first thing. So if I give you a starting pitch, can you figure out happy birthday? So now, um, I'm a self-proclaimed wise ass. I like to accent the wise part, but um, I remember, uh, 
I, I, I played a lot of jazz. I, I wasn't called upon to play Happy Birthday a lot. I don't know if I'd ever played Happy Birthday on the saxophone. And I'm a student at a famous jazz school and I get called upon to play Happy Birthday. I could not play it. I didn't know it. I didn't realize, to analyze it, it starts on the fifth scale degree. Although I've sung it 10,000 times in my life, I didn't really realize it has sort of a triplet feel to it to write it down. Um, there was a lot <coughs> I didn't realize. Did you know it's in 3-4? Maybe, maybe not. So the thing is, you don't have to know that analytical stuff to sing it and recognize it. But can you play it? So that is the first thing I want you to do. That is the challenge. I would love for, by the end of the month, a month from now, whatever, however your calendar is going to work, can you learn 10 songs and you know what makes those songs work? What 10 songs? It doesn't matter. If it's a song you know, that makes it good enough. The fact that you know it and thought about it makes it somehow a memorable song, somehow an important song. That simple. There's a lot of you out there that this is going to be challenging for. I've worked with thousands of students over the years, so I've got a pretty good sample set to go from. For some people in perfect pitch or some people that have done a lot of this sort of playing, sure, they know the songs. Well, move on to some other one that you don't know. This is so important. I wouldn't be taking your time otherwise. Now, let's move on to the second very different approach, and this is really quite an advanced approach to melodic playing. And so this is going to be free, wide open, pure melody kind of playing. On the PDF, which I would be happy to send you, I list some ways to think about doing this. This is going to be very, very different for a lot of us out there. First of all, I want you to pure improvise. What does that even mean? What key am I in? Here's the thing. No key. I don't want you to stay in the key of C or A flat or whatever. Well, what's my tempo? The answer is no tempo. I do not want you to be in time. It's easy to have time or a groove or good feel, good articulation, and you can kind of play some BS and it'll sound just fine because of these other elements that are so strong. Mm -mm. We're going to take those elements away. Pure melody. One note moving to the next note. So is this going to sound like jazz? Almost certainly not. Is it going to be in time? It's not going to be in time. So what I want you to do is play a note and then see if you can hear what comes next. Honestly, to begin with, I didn't know what comes next. So don't play anything. Don't wiggle your fingers. Don't play a pattern you know. Don't play the next note in that scale. That's not it. We're playing a melody. What does your melody, what is it going to be? Where is it going? So after a while, I heard that I wanted it to go up a little bit. And I was aware that I wanted that note to be long. That was a feeling I had. That's my melody, those two notes. And now I know that the next note, I want it to be downward, and I want it to be lower than my starting note. 
Now, I'm, I'm not really calculating this stuff or trying to measure intervals. That's just what I'm hearing. So I was, it was a very active process. And again, I'm trying for it not to be analytical and intellectual. I'm trying for it to be more emotional. And so that's part of what I wrote on the sheet. That's a good hint of how to do this. How do you feel right now? I feel a little kind of chilled out, like I could use a coffee, maybe too chilled out. So that's what my melody should sound like. Do you see kind of what we're doing here? We're not trying to play a melody that, that you think I want to hear. I don't want you to play a melody that sounds like Charlie Parker or Pat Metheny. Um, I want you to play an honest, emotional melody that comes from you in this moment. The melody that comes from you five minutes from now might be quite different. So, okay, this is a very different jazz lesson, right? Pure melody. But wow, can you imagine if you did this a little bit every day? And you, first of all, the biggest thing for most of us is there is music going on in your head that is unrelated to all the stuff you know and you've heard. So how about if you just get used to hearing, oh yeah, I hear this note going up or I hear it going down or I want to play that note again or I don't know. That's a great answer. Don't wiggle your fingers or play some drum rudiment that you know because you're not sure what comes next. No, you don't play. You either leave silence or you make that note longer until you know what comes next. It's very deep. And so it gets us really attuned to what we're hearing. It gets us playing things that we're hearing as opposed to playing things we know. It's very different. This is a very, this, that's why this is advanced melodic playing, right? This isn't just regurgitating things that we've learned. That is also very important. This is something different. So I want you to get in the habit of hearing what's going on in your head, valuing it enough to notice it, and now can you play it? So when you hear a melody in your head, can you actually move your fingers to that note? Too often, I hear the note, and when I move my fingers, uh, I'm not quite right. Oh. That's not what I heard. That's something different. Okay, I'm not perfect. I, I don't beat myself up over it, but now I keep going from there. So this is what the exercise sounds like. Did I have time to hear every one of those notes? Well, no. Sometimes there was an emotional feeling. I'm going to do this now. Bang. And that's okay. So, um, and I think that's actually preferable. If you could get into the headspace of everything you play just comes from this other place. And you could get spiritual about it or religious about it 
or just thinking about this stream of consciousness. If you ever took a uh, creative writing class, that was probably exercise number one, first day. Get out your notebook, start writing, keep your pen moving, do not stop. Whatever's in your head, and probably you stopped and the teacher yelled at you and said, get writing. And you're like, okay, this is ridiculous. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm writing and I'm writing and I have nothing to say. I actually hate the teacher and I don't know why I signed up for this class, on and on. Good. That's the exercise. So that's sort of what we do, is get this stuff rolling. Now, uh, what I will say is, okay, this is very hard. This is out of our wheelhouse. And it's hard to do without getting feedback from somebody else. So I introduced this at jazzwire.net into the blue community this week. We've been doing it for months on and off, and this is something we're really doing. Now, um, the trick part is, well, think about uh, a doctor. A doctor is not allowed to treat themselves or their family. We've known that for hundreds of years. Terrible results when that happens. A therapist cannot analyze themselves or their family. They're too close. They cannot see the forest for the trees. We understand this. This is standard typical practice. So it's the same thing here, is that what you're playing, you're going to find yourself playing your regular stuff, or you're going to find yourself playing in the regular key you like, or playing the licks you like. You won't even notice you're doing it. Here's the thing. When I hear you play, I will know that. Or when a friend of yours, a peer, hears you play, who knows you're playing pretty well, they'll realize this. So I'm challenging you to do this really important, really advanced work. You have to do it. And it is so good for your chord changes playing. This really is not about learning to be a great free jazz player. This is about learning how to play Donna Lee and play in the blues and play in a Stevie Wonder song with your own amazing individual advanced sense of melody. But now as you practice it, it's going to be really hard to not just drill in the same kind of stuff. So one, one approach you can do is to record yourself and see if you can listen back with sort of clean, fresh ears. I'm here to tell you, I've done this for hundreds of hours. It doesn't work. So that's why I was studying with a great teacher and I would go back to him month after month after month after month for years and get really good feedback on what I was doing, what I wasn't, where I was getting stuck, where interesting things were happening. So that is the kind of stuff we're doing at Jazzwire, and that's why the community is so important. Um, tuning into a, a video and getting inspired and getting a cool new lick is cool, but that's not the way to really get ahead. For those of you that are serious about getting ahead, hope you check out Jazzwire, and please use the discount code DIGGINGSPRING, but I want everyone to try these two approaches and really get working on your melodic sense. And when you hear something in your head, can you get it out your instrument? And for a lot of us, just that idea of hear something in your head. Don't anxiously, nervously play something you know. That's not the right way to do it, especially at an advanced level. So, different kind of video today, but a challenging video, and the challenging ones are probably the ones you need to do. So I would love to hear comments on Facebook, on YouTube, about how this goes for you, if it's working, if it's sticky, if it's awful, if you hate me now, whatever it is, I'm good. And I want to see you at Jazzwire, and let's do this work and so much other good work together. All right, have fun with it. Take care.